tikutatile ndakubanga ndakunika mandla uzuwa mbeke uyo wabonise zizweni kokuba wena usuka kulembo koto indini uzunga libali khayalakho kuba kaloku umtongaziya pasuka khona ufana nomtongaziya phaya khona this is episode 5 of the sacred tapes podcast with myself sanele philip and of course my partner simpure makhulekho And today we're doing something very different. We are doing a little review of a performance that took place at the Rhodes University Theatre last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the piece is titled Imbokoto. And it was choreographed by Master's Candidate Yolanda Soji in collaboration with her cast, which I happen to be a cast member. And we're joined by another cast member of Imbokoto, Christelle Katung Fuchang. Hey guys, hello, hello, hello. Yes. Yes, so just to give a little bit of context uh, uh, on the piece, uh, Yolanda was trying to investigate the whole slogan, Yoguti, you know, she was looking to investigate the nature of Imbogoto and the relationship between a rock and a woman, you know. Um, and we explored with it, we played with it, we came up with amazing ideas. And we thought, we, we can't just let it go, we can't just forget about it. We need to talk about it yes. for as much as we need to, yes. you know. And we just like to find out from you, Simpio, as a person who was then watching from the outside, if I may put it like that. Enlighten us, Mitch. Good Wow. So I was blessed enough to be able to watch in Bogota on both the performance night, um, Friday, and then the exam night on Saturday, right? Um, and I was also blessed enough to be close to my friends to the extent where I knew of the process of the making of the play, you know? Um, not so much, like, all the intricacies, but at least I knew, like, after every rehearsal, we'll tell you, how'd it go, guys? You know? Um, and I think that being someone who at least, like, was gifted with that, I don't even think that it played a role in everything that I felt on Friday because mm-hmm. when you guys described what the piece was about, mm-hmm. you took me to another place when mm-hmm. I saw it actually being performed, you mm-hmm. know? Is this what you guys were trying to is say? This is like, this is where we at. Like, <laughs> what? And it was, so, it was so beautiful for me because I think, as Yolanda was saying, she was, she's trying to criticize the definition of Imbogoto. Mm-hmm. So on that stage, you guys as performers were not telling us, this is what Imbogoto is. Instead, you were saying, but what is Imbogoto? Mm-hmm. In, is she Imbogoto in this scene? Is she Imbogoto in that scene? You know, mm-hmm. different things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that element of it, of not wanting to put down a certain definition of what it is, just kind of also allowed me as an audience member to step in and to say, Guti, actually, this is how now I view it. And obviously, I always mention my family, you know. Mm-hmm. I've obviously got, like, my mom, my gran, and then my two aunts, and then there's me, right? Mm-hmm. And there were five performers on the stage. So for me, taking that in, that was like, okay, I can see my gran at the top, you know. And mm-hmm. when Usipo, for example, was standing on the one rock, I can see my gran there. When mm-hmm. it was, um, for example, when I know Yolanda, you know, I can see, like, both of my aunts there. When it was a bee playing the drum, I could see my mom there. And then Crystal being, like, you know, the smallest, I could see myself as the youngest in her you know so I feel like you guys really 
allowed mm. us to also be invited within that that story to say, but also how do I view Imbogote mm. you know, and make it my own, you know, and that's the importance of that piece is that for me, in the criticism of Imbogoto, you could see Uguti, there was a very like a very beautiful display of mm. um weakness and strength, you know. Because that's also something that I think as a woman in my own journey, I uh, like, you know, spirituality, whatever. It's always been very weird to know what where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses lie. Mm-hmm. You know, as a woman, I'm always told to go to strength is where it's at, you know, mm-hmm. girl boss, whatever, whatever. You know, everything that we see is like, weakness. yeah, you're like, you know, it's, it's, it's to empower women. And okay, like empower women, whatever, but also acknowledge when women are weak. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge the fact that women fall down. Acknowledge the fact that women cry, you know. And so there were parts in the piece as well, like the use of the rock as well, like continuously throughout the whole play made it seem like, and, and the use of your guys' bodies as well, like the movements and stuff mm. like that, it made me realize, Uguti, it's an actual physical contrast as well, Uguti, but how do you liken a woman to a rock? How, do how you, different am I? How are they the same? Exactly, how, mm. how, how are they the same, mm. you know? So I think there were so many different elements of the piece that I as an audience member could find myself in, and I could find even the woman who birthed me in, mm. and the woman who have raised me. I saw them in that piece because you guys were different bodies telling stories of different bogotos, but mm. it correlated together because mm. ultimately our struggles are all the same. When oh Sanele and oh Mamako and my mother, they carry the same struggles, mm. they carry the same rocks in their bodies, in mm. their souls, in their spirits. And the piece Yaga Yolanda was, in as much as it was a, a you know a testament to the pain that women feel, but I think it was also it it drew on black woman joy, you know? Mm-hmm. It touched on um, the fact that black women can also, in, in the midst of all of this, find joy, find softness within their hearts. Mm-hmm. The la-la-la-la part, where you guys like start off gently. It's because we, we want to perpetuate the sense of strength through love, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, love... You know, like, and, and that's the thing, love doesn't always have to be hard. You know, it's mm. like, go back to when love was soft, because love has existed as soft for us, you know? Mm. So I think, yeah, there's, you know, I could, I could go off, <laughs> no, I could go off, but it was, it was a very beautiful experience, I think, witnessing that. It was, man, I think grateful. for me, just like yesterday, I was conversing with Yolanda, like, about a specific scene um, in Imbogoto, and she was telling me her perspective about it, and I realized that this piece is so beautiful in the sense that each and every person will get something mm. different from every single part of it. And I think also being someone who was in it, and then at some point also getting to see what other people saw, it also changed my perception mm. of things, because when I was doing X, Y, and Z, I knew that this is the intention, this is why I'm doing it. But now watching it on the outside and listening to other people's perspectives, it once again opened mine into the fact that there, I was, there was more to what we were trying to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to investigate the relationship between a rock and a woman and the comparisons. For example, listening to you speak now and how different, you know, the human body is, the female body, and how it's always being compared to this rock. I was just thinking about, okay, as a, a contrast, as females, as Omama, Mothers cry, mothers can speak, mothers can sing. A rock is also loud when it's silence. Mm. There's a contrast and a similarity, but how does this all come together? Mm. So 
I don't know, for me, I always go off when I hear someone else's take about something and I'm like, that mm. was, I didn't think of it. There's something that Yolanda always says to us, which is she also wanted to look at Ubana when you, like, beat Iraq, beat Iraq mm. against another one, you know, like it will chip, it will crumble, it will, but Umfaz, it doesn't show because Umfaz mm. will pelanga pagat. Mm. I think mm. for me, mm. that mm. was... Because for me, more than anything, I think the piece as a performer, as someone who was in it, was very emotional for me. Mm. And it took out emotions that each night was a different emotion. Yeah. We go to, okay, today I am doing it because, okay, this is what I've rehearsed. This is how I feel about it. This is how I want it to look. And then the next day, it's like, how do I want it to look for myself? Mm. You understand? What do I think of it? And that's when, like, the, the anger, at some point I was really angry. Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to be Lembo God or that my mother was told to mm. be. Yes. I don't want to be Ukuza Unbonba. I am the strong woman. I'm this person who leads a household and never cries and I'm always the solution to everything, whatever. I was just like, for me, what I'm taking from this mm. whole performance, I don't want to be Lembo God. And for us, who, the people who are doing it, it was literally painful. Because yes. we were getting hit by rocks. We were, we were bleeding. We were standing on one oh, leg for 10 minutes. So it was just yeah. like, I don't want... If if Ubumbo Kodobam is defined by the amount or kind of the intensity of pain that I have to go through, then I don't want it. Mm. 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 That's it right there. And I think, like, you know, touching on the fact that you also felt a shift between the two performance nights, mm. yeah? As an audience member, <laughs> on Friday, on Friday, I, I got there and obviously like, I was watching the piece because like, you know, it's Friday, it's performance night, I'm watching the piece today and I, for, for some reason, I always want to come on the first night, I don't know why, you know, so I'm watching the Friday show fine and, you know, like came out of it obviously like having been moved, having like opinions and whatever, but I remember speaking to our friends, Ozzy Connor, who were there at the time to say, guys, it's fine, we'll talk about it on, on Sunday and I didn't know why because usually I'm the person like if I know Ozzy we're gonna go and then we're gonna now. chill and then let's talk you know like mm-hmm. let's let's get into it but now <clears throat> it was like no let's keep it we'll talk on sunday we'll talk after the whole weekend you mm-hmm. know but i was like okay child you know i've heard like I, I wasn't expecting anything different from saturday you know but saturday came with this intense feeling this 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 sense of presence that i think i can't even describe for myself because just not even including all the other spiritual things, not even touching on that just yet, but just looking at how every performer was so within their element. And as much as I'm telling the story for you, as you said now, I'm also telling it for me. Mm. This is mine now. Mm. If if what is that? Mm. If on Mother's Day, oh my gosh, what am I saying to her? That what was what her what makes her imbogoto? How can you like you know? And and the praising of that, I guess, was what I felt my soul was questioning. Because mm. every person in that on that stage, on Friday and Saturday, but more especially on Saturday, with that intense feeling being being like, you know, brought into light, it was that thing of now, now I'm asking you guys. Mm. I'm asking these audience members, what's in you know? And and it was and it was I felt the presence, you now tying in the spiritual stuff. I felt Uguti Everyone was carrying in Bogotoyamo. Lo kwata guakobo nago. It's cause 
because you're also carrying Lembogoto. You said that I'm embodying in this rock. I'm embodying through my body. You know, there was like, I'm on guys Saturday. <laughs> I'm so mad at Saturday. Please, like I'm angry because wow, a different level. I went different off. level. But I remember also um, on the performance days, Friday and Saturday, I was speaking to my mom because. It's also one of those pieces that I really wished she could see. Mm. Mm. Mama, come mm. see other people's interpretation of what you were told to believe that you are. This is what we think is. Are you still that? Mm. But we were talking, and I remember a Saturday just waking up physically being tired, just physically tired, um, and telling her, about, Mama, I'm actually nervous about today. I feel like I'm tired, and... I don't want to flop. I want to give my all just like yesterday. I, I, I shouldn't think about the tiredness. I should push through. Mm. Now, reflecting on what Imbogoto is, is that not also something that Imbogotos in our lives believe they should do? Mm. Through tiredness, you still push. Mm. So, just like a rock still stays in its own position, like no matter anything. You, know, like, no matter you have anything. to stay with that strength. And then for me, Saturday, coming with that after having spoken to my mom, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired, but my mom is here with me. So, because this is my story, it's hers. It's my aunts, it's mm. my, it's mine as well. It's mm. my, I mean, cousins. I remember the at the very beginning of the process, Uyolanda audition actually asked us about what do we believe in Bogoto is. Mm. We sang, I've got a strength, this and that. Hey, chops, going and, off and, and, <laughs> and the power of a woman and, 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 and. But uh, that is truly what I thought in Bogoto was mm. at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. But after all of this process and the performances, I'm like, do I really know what it is? What is you it? You know, what is it? And mm. do I then, when I, not even my mom and my, my gran and everyone else, myself, just because I was raised by is Mbogoto, Kimona, they believe so. What makes me in this day and age think Uba ndi Mbogoto? Because mm. I come from Mbogoto mm. or am I Mbogoto in my own right? In your own right. You understand? And it's just like, mm. it's crazy, man. Um, that's why for me, like as as an audience member, when I said like in the beginning, would say I saw different parts of my family being represented. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that thing of I think the story of Mbogodo is like we only view it as a story of a mama, you know, or oh my cool, you mm-hmm. know. These are the, like as you're saying, like what makes me Mbogodo, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a young person, especially knowing that I didn't have to go through. Through things like apartheid or whatever, whatever. Mm. But also the thing is, I think for me now, after having seen the piece, one of my definitions of imbogoto is that imbogoto is somebody who can experience weakness to a point where they can turn it into strength. Mm. And I think that that's what imbogoto mm-hmm. of our families and of our lineages have done so much is that they have felt weakness to the very bitter end where their souls are like no you mm. know like i think there's a point where we experience pain you experience weakness or whatever in whatever journey you're going through and then you just sit down because you can't mm. but then also have you ever experienced that fight of getting yourself back up of mm. actually mm. standing up mm. now you know and that's what for me was illuminated in everything even in the even in the difficulties of the performance and whatever whatever i think it was it was emphasized for me Obuti, this is where it lies when you mm. can 
it's not to say you're being strong just from the get-go, but you're being strong coming out of... It's, I don't know, and it's not something also that people have to earn. It's not to say I must go through pain to earn it. No, you know? Yeah. Even even the whole slogan thing, what Tintabafas, what Tintabogodone, mm-hmm. I think it stemmed from the power of women, yes, during those marches to the union buildings. It was to bring the power that's within a woman. You understand, mm-hmm. and for the longest time, that's what it was seen as believed to be. You understand, but now I try to always look at the situations that the women of my generation go through. You yeah. understand, because you will find even the strength that was praised of the women before us. You understand, you find out what they were actually going through, and you were just like, "What? That's crazy!" All this time you were going through mm. this, but when our beggars and because we imbogot, mm. where did it change? Because I believe that in my generation. We are fortunate enough to say, Yeah. As a man, I love not If it means this. that mm. I have to, like, literally shed myself, shed parts of myself to be called this thing, I would rather not mm. be, you understand? Mm. So for me, um, Friday's performance was like, okay, powerful. I come from Mbogoto. Let's go, let me show the world what strength they possess and whatever, whatever. Yeah. whatever. But Saturday, it been a weakness. And then I was just like, I don't want to be this thing, you understand? Mm. And I think that's where the anger then came from. What do I need to go through? Do I need to cry? Mm. Do I need to to, to bleed? You strike Mm. a woman, you strike a rock. I am not a rock. Mm. Why are you striking me? I'm going to bleed and I'm going to die. Because I am a peasant. I am a peasant. But you know, to touch on like, when the beginning parts of our rehearsals and investigating what Imbokoto is and exploring that, I mean, internally and, you know, drawing from all our maternal figures that we, you know, sourced our um, information from. It also made me think of, okay, if I say or if it is believed that Imbokoto is strong, um, it is powerful, it does not, you know, um, shake under pressure, what is... What isn't Imbogot? Because mm. then, if, the, if if those are the things that are used to describe Imbogot or powerful strength, you know, a pillar, uh, a homemaker, whatever else under the sun, what are they not? Mm. And for a lot of the time, especially with the phrase, it doesn't leave room for Imbogot to be weak, mm. to be vulnerable, to be silent, to be isolated. So I think through also investigating what that phrase means for me, it also made me think, I will. there's a lot to this Mbokoto that, 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 that I actually thought. There's a lot to what can be interpreted about Mbokoto as well. Mm-hmm. And just like with, with what you're saying now with that phrase, Obuti, obviously, I think... I think it was coined from that thing, what 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 and obviously like it's gonna strike you back, you know. Mm. Like so I mm. guess it's like so I get I think of it like that. Maybe that's mm. what it entailed, you know. But why is it that when women are affected, we're constantly told to fight back? Why is it not just like as you're saying, why why can't we sit in our weakness? Why can't we be mm-hmm. allowed to experience our weakness? Because mm-hmm. also I think that the strength that all mama possess and things like that, it, it's not because by our phone. Nobody chooses to actually go through pain or yes. go through things that make me in Bogoto. And so then what constitutes one as Angsi in Bogoto mina? Or Yenagasi in Bogoto? 
you know, like it's 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 very like in as much as the name is given in an unfair thingy, it's also taken away in an unfair on an unfair basis. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. It's it's a very when does it apply? When, when does, does it apply? It, you know exactly. But yeah. also, like another key part of Saturday that I obviously can never ever ever forget in my life <laughs> was um, when everyone was dancing bakita mm-hmm. in front of the theater. Mm-hmm. You know, that allowed me to extend the conversation away from imbogoto women to just mm-hmm. black people. You know, mm-hmm. and I remember I, when I was speaking to Yolanda last night, I said, see, her piece reminded me of this poem Yaga Kolega Putima called Black Joy, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, the poem basically criticizes joy within black people to say what actually guarantees our joy or the way in which people view our lives as black people. Do they not see joy in them, right? Mm-hmm. And after the performance Yaga Yolanda on Saturday, you know, everyone is... It was different from Friday night being that there were more people there, mm. obviously, but also it, there was happiness in the air mm. after that performance on Friday, you know? Mm. And I want to, like, you know, I want to singing, like, you know, everything. And it was just... It, that, for me, was an embodiment of that thing. You would see black people. This is, this is joy, you know? Mm. And there's a part in the poem um, that Kolega says, but isn't it funny... That when they ask about black childhood, all they're interested in is our pain, as if the joy parts were accidental. And mm. that is Let's it for that's me. That's it. And that's what it was for me. But yeah, like after the before after the performance on Friday and just like watching all of that, for me it was wow. You know, after this piece that was so heavy and so like you know dealing with an issue that's like so mm. touchy and so sensitive for us as black women we can still come out here as black people and celebrate each other, you know? And now this is where I dive within my spirituality. It's, for me, as I was talking to you guys last night, right, and I mentioned what I mentioned, which I'm going to mention now, (laughs) uh, I remember having this sentiment back at home, back at my place, um, and I think I was making noodles or something, went to like in Polili, you know, and then I'm just like, you know, so I'm just chilling in my place, and I'm just like, hey, you know, I just grab my phone and I start recording, and then this is what I, you know, came at. So, I've I've heard of a lot of people justifying the non-existence of God as like w- with things like slavery, for example. Mm. How could black people go like and not not just like a couple hundred thousands or whatever? Even if it was a couple hundred thousands, but slavery was like in the millions, millions. Mm. That's just the documented numbers. There are still people who died and but you know people that weren't documented there were so many more people than we know in the books you know so for me it it then raises the question when when that kind of rebuttal is given it raises the question do you think that god would have sat back and not given black people african people a realm for themselves a realm for themselves to still keep in touch firstly with their spirituality and secondly with their family because Firstly, it's it's important to note the fact that yes, things are God's will. Okay, fine. Shapu is things like that. But also we've been placed on 
a neutral kind of an earth where there's good and evil, mm-hmm. you know, and it's inevitable. We know, Uti, in as much as God placed us on his earth, but this is also the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, we've, not, it's not fine, but like, you know, we've gotten accustomed to that. It's a reality, it you know. And now it's that thing of, but trusting in God and having that thing with God, I guess, or whatever, and God's love for us, not not even our part in trusting him, because us not trusting in God does not affect anything he does mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about back in the times where you weren't as spiritual as you are now. God was still moving still mountains for you. You know, life was still popping, still. And things were happening. So it's not that God does not fight or does not prevent things from happening. Sometimes things happen out of God's plan or mm-hmm. out of God's will or what God wanted for you because God will never want pain for you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he'd never want pain for you but some things happen because you're living on this neutral ground mm-hmm. and it's rather that he finds a way for you mm-hmm. out of that you know mm-hmm. and that is I think a testimony that I've heard from so many people who have had relationships with God to say that I was in this place in my life where I felt like I wouldn't come back mm-hmm. and here God but made a way for me you know and then that for me now bridges the gap between Christianity and African spirituality. You know, mm. to say Uguti, when the when people say Uguti, okay, fine. You know, we are not allowed to access the dead. We're not allowed to, you know, like contact the dead, speak to the dead, whatever, whatever. Them speak to us. If it was so, if if it if we look at now, like you know, the political side, Uguti, obviously Christianity was brought to Africa. How did they discover Oguti? You could talk to the you dead. Actually you, it could actually Something happen. And then they policed it, you know? Mm. Like, where it, it must have happened. So it's not like God would have made mm. this random law up in jail for vibes, you know? It happened somewhere. What happened for you guys to say, Oguti, you can't you speak don't. to dead people? Because at the same time, you need to realize, Oguti, the existence of, of Amazhosi does not mean that God does not exist in all of that. Mm. Ultimately, every Josi is going to pray to God. To God. Wherever they are, and we are Pila Auseko. It's God before anything. So now you also imagine, Oguti, in that same breath, there are people who have, like, obviously there's a dark side to African spirituality. I mean, hell, that's what we've been accustomed to all our lives, you know? So we know that there is a presence. But Christianity, in that same light, has also been used for evil, has also mm. been used has also shown us a dark side of it, you know? So we realize, we'll say, us as humans, we can't judge a religion. You can't judge African spirituality because of the way people have conceived it in history. You can't judge the way Omunyumundu is going to relate to Ijlozi or, like, mm. you know, like uh, things like that because when you believe in, in your Christian views. Mm. But that's also just segregating the people of your lineage away from God. It's taking them away from that because... I would think, if you're not in heaven, you're getting one step closer to God. Dude. You know, mm. I wouldn't want to in my family to go to hell. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to think that. Like, no. I, I mean, like, unless you really, like, messed up in my life, but nothing like that has yeah. happened so mm. far, you know? But it's like, yeah, man, guys. It's, yeah, one. no, like, just proves, from this little piece, that yes. little piece, it's not very little. It's powerful, and it, it has bled into other things that mm. we want to talk about, other things that we're realizing from just Yolanda this wanting l- to investigate. Imagine that. Yes. And it has you investigating Child. other things. Every other thing. Mm. And you're investigating after. more things from that. Because mm. I think one of the things that I also found myself investigating was um, my mom's mother, my grandma from her side, as is late, as I say. But... In investigating this relationship that I have with 
in Bogoto, yeah, which is my mom. It also made me think, what was her relationship with her mom that mm. I didn't see? What knowledge mm. was she taught or learned, which is now imparted on me? Mm. How, where, what is the thread between us that makes us in Bogotas? Or like, mm. wow, this piece is something else, man. <laughs> Screaming, nah, crying, nah. throwing up. Like, yo. But I think before we close it off, I would just like to commend everyone who was on the piece, man. Like, uh, and people like you, Thira, you supported us the whole way, you know. And so, I uh, think for those people who have uh, seen the piece, mm. like we're open to more conversations because let's talk. Like if people want to never get tired of this conversation, I'll never get tired of it. You know, I'll never get tired of this conversation. And also a little shout out to Mayoli for the good work. You did that. You did that. Um, yes, Team Bugo.